Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. It's another great day to be with everyone. I'm Father Jason. Coach McKenna here, and I am thrilled to be here. And Coach, I believe we have a special guest with us that's joining us right from the very beginning of the show. Yeah, well, and he's going to be with us the whole time. And I, and I have to do the introduction because uh, this young man's been with me uh, for, you know, five years. And I've uh, nicknamed him Concrete Charlie. And for those <laughs> who are longtime Philadelphia Eagle fans, Chuck Benaric was always called Concrete Charlie. And this young man reminds me of concrete charlie so he is concrete ryan mccabe on our show today his first radio show ever you know so um uh, we should just be thrilled to have him and why does he get this name work ethic dedication to others just a good all-around salt of the earth type kid and um, i'll tell you what i'm proud that i'm on the show i'm brian i'm proud that you played for for us here at notre dame and uh man i i, I just thrilled to death Hi, Coach. Thanks for having me today. I'm very excited. I can tell you look all excited. You know, uh, Ryan, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you an example. Like uh, the other day when uh, we were talking about some of the toughest players I've ever had uh, lifting a weight room with me, Ryan rates right up there because, you know, we'd lift all summer. We'd lift for two hours in the summer, and he'd be sweating, and he'd always do extra. And then he'd go out and work with his dad, who happens to own a concrete business, all day. And that's the kind of kid, that's the throwback blue-collar type work. That introduction brings us right into the scripture verse that we picked for this uh, episode of our show. And, and that is coming from uh, John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And when we think about this verse, we recognize first off that we are all children of God, creating his image and likeness which is the image of love and the likeness of that pure sacrificial love that God has for us and we are called to have for him. But we also recognize that we don't do it alone, that we rely on God's grace. It's in this way that our divine sonship, our divine childhood with God, that urges us to translate the overflow, to change that interior life that we have to be oriented towards Christ in all activities and in all things that we do so that our friendship with God leads us to a place where we can bring others to encounter him. And right away, there you are, Ryan McCabe, president, a co-president of the Catholic Athletes for Christ this year, an officer <clears throat> last year, captain on the football team, uh, plays lacrosse. Um, but it's just one of those guys that, uh, that, that leads, that leads the right way, doesn't always have to be out front, leads from the front, leads from the back, but in everything he does, guys watch what he does, and he leads all the time. And um, and he's the kind of guy you could call, and I, and I know. You call Ryan at 3 in the morning, and you're one of his friends, and you say, I need you. There's no question. He's right there. He's just one of those guys that comes along once in a million. Uh, but we need more guys like Ryan, and that's the key, and that's why we wanted him on the show today, Father. So, Ryan, Coach basically just canonized you. It's a lot to live up to. And you got yeah, you qu- be quite, blessed, a, fight, coach. quite a pedestal that you've been placed upon now. So yeah. tell everybody, tell all our listeners a little bit about who Ryan McCabe is. Uh, well, Ryan McCabe was born in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, back in 2001. You don't have to go that far back. <laughs> but lead into that, who's your favorite team, Ryan? 
Philadelphia Eagles. There, okay, then I need to say no more the rest of the day. So uh, I live I live in Cream Ridge, New Jersey, with my mom and my dad. Um, I chose Notre Dame after going to St. Greg's all through grammar school. Uh, definitely thought it was the right thing for me. Even going through grammar school, I just knew I was going to Notre Dame. There's a bit of question, but pretty consistently. Knew. What was it that when you and you were in grammar school, you already have the, have Notre Dame picked out? Was there something in particular that was drawing you? What was uh, it? My older brother Michael always talked about how much fun he had. Okay. And he was he wasn't quite the athletic type, but uh, he was involved in the school through band and all that, and he definitely recommended it as a great experience. So I followed that. Very cool. I like that. How your brother influenced you. Um, so what else? What else do you do? So we know that you're on the football team. We know that you're on the lacrosse team at Notre Dame. You're you're a tremendous athlete. You're in my philosophy class, which says you're pretty smart. So uh, what, what else is there? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say I'm too smart for choosing that class. It's pretty confusing. That's um, uh, only because we're in logic. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait until after next week. Yeah. So I work with my dad, of course, and that's a big uh, family affair pretty much. Um, I uh, like to spend time with my brother, and uh, I'm heavily involved with the Ancient Order of Hibernians, Division 10, here in Mercer County. And uh, between that, there's not much else free time uh, to go around, really. Now, what exactly do the Ancient Order of the Hibernians do for those who aren't familiar with them? Um, the AOH will promote uh, Irish culture and heritage through different events throughout the year, uh, and most notably our Gale School, which just occurred at school. Uh, and that's what I was going to ask you. Talk a little bit about the Gale School, because yeah. I think that's a real interesting thing that you do. So uh, Gale School is uh, it's a youth. It, Gale School literally translated as Irish school, and uh, it's uh, a weekend uh, kind of retreat-ish for kids uh, 7 to 17. And they come and we do all different things. We bring in music, we do sports, uh, oh, wow. historians. Uh, we have uh, professors from Seton Hall, uh, Quinnipiac, and all over come around and talk to the kids. So it's pretty informative. And this year we just debuted adult classes for the first time. So it's definitely, we're uh, 13th. This year's the 13th year at Gale School. And it's definitely. Oh, that's incredible. It's growing. And, uh, you know, we're very happy with the direction that it's headed. They do a great job with the father. You have to stop in next year. It's really fun to watch and everything. Um, one of the things I, you know, we talked, we had Robbie Buecher on the show a long time ago. We talked about the startup of our Bible study at Notre Dame and everything. And you were a big part of that. And with the kind of season you had this year, how do you think um, as a team doing the Bible study together, um, what did it did for your, do for your season? Do you think it really helped you? Um, you know, and how did it help you? Bible study was definitely a positive impact on our season this year. I don't think we would have been as close if we didn't do it. Of course, there's, you know, between the morning lift and the practices, that that's traditional team bonding, but this is what takes you to a whole other level, you know, beyond, you know, just being brothers, you're, you know, brothers in Christ, if you will, um, which is, uh, you know, it wouldn't always be talking about Jesus or talking about God in the Bible study. It would relate to team, team uh, lessons we all needed to learn together. And uh, it would just be a safe space to converse about, issues in the team and uh, anything that needed to be brought up. I think that's one of the neat opportunities when we do these with the teams is that you do have that, that opportunity, especially after, you know, like the team might be struggling with something, someone gets injured that's a critical player, or, you know, you lose a game that you were really hoping that and, and thought you had the upper hand on. And, you know, I think that's one of the contexts which the uh, Bible studies really come in, in handy in bringing the team back together. And it seems to be... Um, you know, it's something I think that makes a big difference in the attitudes of the guys and, and, and as well as the girls. 
Well, you know, we want to get to this, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's any other better time. You were also one of the uh, young men with your father went on the uh, Braveheart father-son retreat. And uh, you know, one of my favorite moments was watching you and Dad dance to uh, to the song "Lean on Me." Yeah. You were getting into it and everything, but and you know, and your dad said something to me that was really neat because he said, "You know, I work with my son all the time, but I got to spend time with my son only this weekend." And he said, he, anyway, he was thanking me uh, for for everybody running it and everything, but he said, "I got to spend time with him only, where it was about him and I." How neat was that for you and your dad? <laughs> Yeah, most most of the bonding between me and dad goes on on Saturdays and Sundays <laughs> on empty job sites, just me and him. So it was definitely different, you know. It wasn't always just uh, busting your back trying to, you know, finish up this job that needs to be done by Monday. So uh, it was a good time to relax and, you know, just got to got to enjoy each other's company instead of just, you know, racing around, doing everything. Now, I got I to say, because uh, when we were in the gym for the the one activity that we did with the different games, <laughs> the uh, I forgot what they called the version of dodgeball that we were we were uh, playing. That, uh, it was uh, fun, though. Yeah, That's it was, all I know. It, it looked at like at times that there was a little bit of uh, teaming up on the part of the sons against <laughs> yeah. the fathers, and vice versa for that matter. I, I don't know what your your experience. Oh is. no, I picked up the ball. I was going to dad right away. <laughs> I said, "Don't move." <laughs> yeah, it looked like uh, there was one father in particular that looked like there was a little bit of frustration being taken out at that time. Like maybe you're not cleaning up the room or whatever yeah. it might have been. It was all coming out. But I, th- you know, one of the things I thought was neat is just kind of thinking back. You know, it's like, you know, when you're when you're a little kid, you have opportunities to do games like that with your dad. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you don't think much about it. Um, and one of the things that I think uh, really became apparent on the father-son retreat was that as you get older, you kind of lose that opportunity, or it just doesn't become a part. I mean, when was the last time you played dodgeball oh. or? Or any of those type of games that we did with uh, your dad. I mean, yeah, definitely before high school, at least. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so it's so it's kind of like reconnecting to that that childhood experience, you know, in those early days of being able to really have that opportunity to connect with your dad. It's funny we were talking about that yesterday, Father. Baseball had its first Bible study uh, that we've done with them, and um, just through the whole thing we were talking about, and um, Father did a great job with the presentation, and we brought up Field of Dreams, and in Field of Dreams, if you know the movie. Um, Kevin Costner gets an opportunity to go back and actually have a catch with his father who had seen passed away because he comes out of the corn and all that. Um, but you know what? And, and I said, you know, the Coach Drewis was there and he's a big supporter of what we do. I said, you know, you look back and man, you forget about all those great times that you take for granted. I'd love to have my dad come back and just be able to have a catch with him. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in that same uh, spot. But we take well, we take for granted a lot of things that we have all the time. And then when they go away or there's no time for them anymore, man, I'll tell you what, appreciate what you have. And I always tell kids, slow things down sometimes. You know, we're always in a hurry to move on to the next thing, and that's from the cell phones and everything. But, man, throw that phone away and just go out and have a catch with your dad. Uh, go out and do something with your dad. Go bowling. Uh, or mom, you know, either one. But take those memories, and don't be quick to get, you know, to get through them in a hurry. I mean, enjoy them. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but your dad plays the backpipes, doesn't he? Yep. And, and he was the one that was playing the backpipes when we went out <laughs> to the beach for the sunrise, right? Yes, sir. Now, do you play the backpipes? Been trying. You've been trying. On and off. That's I always it. thought it would be interesting to learn how to do that. but yeah. uh, it's, it's very difficult. The teachers that I yeah. have, are, uh, they're, they're, they're uh, very strict. So I, one day I'll figure it out and, and yeah. actually stay with it. But 
Yeah, uh, they'll listen to this and they'll just yell at me for not uh, practicing enough. So, <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, Ryan, we uh, we just got done a couple of weeks ago the polar plunge for Special Olympics, and Father went in the water, and everything. It was really good. But I was looking at the first time we did it about seventeen years ago, when you were probably a little tyke. Who led us down to the beach was your dad with the bagpipes, yeah. with Jerry Maguire and the whole crew and everything. <laughs> and that picture sits over my desk and everything. And um, I, he's great. It's just I. And there's something about the pipes. The pipes just there's something about them that just makes you gives you goosebumps. Proud you know? instrument, a very proud uh, history yeah. behind it. Yeah. All right. With that, we're going to take a uh, short break, and when we return, we'll continue uh, talking with Ryan McCabe. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Yeah, of course, you know, we find ourselves in the beginning of the Lenten season, you know, so we think about all the different uh, kind of changes that we might want to make, you know, maybe recommit ourselves to that that New Year's resolution that we might have uh, given up on. Um, but, of course, the biggest difference, of, you know, especially in the school cafeteria, is I don't even know what they served uh, Wednesday. Yeah. What was that, Ryan? I mean, breakfast, they'll just have eggs eggs and cheese okay. on, a, on the sandwich, and then they'll have, uh, usually it's mozzarella sticks, but they didn't have any of that yesterday, so. Yeah, there was actually a conversation going on downstairs uh, with some of the baseball players when we were doing the baseball Bible study as to whether or not um, mozzarella sticks and french fries constitute a meal. Uh, uh, it's not a meal I would consider not a full a good, meal. Not a good meal. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, uh... not, not a healthy one. I think it's one of the more popular ones, though. Oh, yeah. It seems, seems to be a go-to. Yeah. Uh, so with Lent, have you made any resolutions for Lent that you're you're keeping? i got to figure one out still. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty pretty open still now because I haven't haven't done anything that that bad yet. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I always used to start out with uh, giving up, um, for example, all sweets. 
And then as Lent progressed, it became candy. <laughs> then it down. became, you know, by the end of Lent, I gave up only like uh, watermelon flavored Jelly Ranchers. Um, but I was consistent. I never had one throughout all of Lent. But, you know, as a kid, it just, I kept narrowing the definition of yeah. what that sweet meant. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking when I was a little, little kid. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, when we think about Lent, Coach, I, I know you, you do a number of different things already as well. You know, it's always helpful to be mindful of not so much of making the the sacrifice uh, for just making the sacrifice, but it, it's about recommitting ourselves in our relationship with God, and and through that penitential act, drawing a little bit deeper by by having that whatever that is to give up. I gave up Amazon. I deleted the app from my phone. No way! I cannot believe that you gave up Amazon. <laughs> I, I was talking to uh, two of my priest friends last night on the on the phone, and I said I'm feeling the withdrawal symptoms already. You know, it's just like the ease and convenience of it. I was mentioning something at, like in the campus ministry office the other day. I don't even know where you go and buy some of this stuff because I buy everything, including groceries, on Amazon. <laughs> it's like it's so Amazon convenient. will have to lay people off now. I, I you know, I'm I'm. You know, I'm surprised I haven't got a phone call from Jeff Bezos. Uh, I think my credit card company is wondering if I lost the card at this point. But, uh, but you know, making that kind of uh, sacrifice, but also doing something, you know, in general, too, is always a good thing, too. To, to, to recommit to prayer, for example, is always a good one as well. Uh, you know, pray the rosary uh, more often, you know, to entrust the Blessed Mother to guide us to her son. I'm trying to, you know, I guess we're all telling everybody what we're doing. Um, a little bit of the fasting idea. I'm trying to eat nothing but fruit up to 12 o'clock every day. And on Wednesdays, um, fruit all day. And, on, of course, on Fridays, you know, till dinner time. And then we have a thing about going to the Hibernian Club and going to the fish fry. You know, we take the whole family and everything and do that. But the other thing I am going to do, I've committed to where, um, and as busy as I am, and everybody who knows me, you know, we get in there early, we, we go at it. I I'm going to commit a half hour every day to my time, my prayer. If I got to go hide somewhere, that's what I'm going to do. But it seems to be Father knows all my hiding spots, so uh, I'm going to have to find a new one to hide it. But just find a place to, uh, to pray every day. And I think that time alone with God is, is what I need right now during Lent. Yeah, the hiding spots are getting far and few between because now people know to look for me in the weight room. So. I know. Yesterday, but people were looking for him, and they knew to come right downstairs, and he'd be down there with me. So which uh, so he's going to have to find a new one, yeah, too. It's, it's the only downside to being a priest. i got to say that there's so many upsides of being a priest. The one downside is the first place people look is the church. <laughs> so It's the last place you want to be if you're trying to get some downtime. <laughs> Sad to say. So, uh, Brian, well, you know, you're a senior. You've only got a few months left. Uh, it's, you know, spring semester. You know, before you know it, you'll be uh, making that big transition towards college. Have you given any thought as far as are you going to play in college, where you're going to go to college? Um, yeah, most all my applications so far have been to schools that I'd be playing at, playing football. Um, continue the dream, I guess. Um, I'm keeping the options open. I'm, I'm, i got a pretty narrowed down list right now, and uh, I think I'll have a commitment soon is uh, – that's all I got. So <laughs> it's a good spot to be in. You still got time to figure that out. Do you know what um, academically you're going to focus on yet at this point? Uh, business management, uh, maybe construction management. Got a, something that'll help in the family business, of course. That's uh, that's the goal, and then something oh, I can great. fall back on if I don't if I don't want to pursue that. 
So, you know, yeah, and I kind of figured that you'd want to stay involved with the family business and everything. So I know, you know, and I'm not giving up the choices that I know he's looking at, but they're all within distance of home, too. So um, Ryan's one of those guys that, you know, that enjoys his home life. Uh, him and his brother are close and everything. And I don't think you're going to see him, one of these guys, to jet off to Southern California and we don't see him again. You know, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, Ryan, besides that and everything, um, with it, Notre Dame, with you being a senior, you you got lacrosse coming up yet, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the up- upcoming lacrosse season. Uh, me and the boys are real excited for this season. Uh, we're hoping to continue with our success from last year. Um, and, uh, you know, the team is just – it's a different different energy this year. You know, the seniors last year were great, and they, they had a great season. And it's just like uh, there's no drop-off. We're, we're continuing picking up right where they left off. And uh, it's just a very positive time for Notre Dame lacrosse. Um, give, give us some of the keynote players. Kind of give us the thing uh, on the team here. You keynote know? players. Uh, we got we got Luke Okupski coming back. Okay. Yeah, Tim Lombardi. Sean uh, Vernon. There we go. Um, uh, just to name a few. And we know. got concrete Ryan McCabe <laughs> coming back. As a contributor. Yeah. Who's going to be the goalie this year? Uh, I think the spot is uh, there might be a battle for it. I think. Oh, great! Yeah, so uh, that's good to hear. That's mm-hmm. always good coming into the preseason where there's positions that you battle for because I think it makes you better as a player and everything. I mean, we've had a good attendance at our uh, we call them hard hat Bible studies because uh, we're dealing uh, we're using the book hard hat um, and it, it's a real good book if you're a lacrosse player or you're an athlete uh, by John Gordon. If you ever get a chance to read the book hard hat, uh, grab it. It's a good thing to see what kind of athlete you would be. And to make a long story short about the book, and uh, a lot of people haven't read it yet, and a lot of lacrosse guys have, um, George just a hard-nosed guy and everything, and he ends up taking a lacrosse ball in the chest and dies during the season and everything. Today we were watching a video, um, and... And I kind of challenged the kids because they were all talking about George, what kind of person he was. And I said, if you happen to go today, if the good Lord takes you home today, what would they say about Ryan McCabe? What would they say about Ryan McCabe? What would they, how would they describe you? I hope they'd be saying good things. That's all I, that's all <laughs> I can hope for, yeah. What kind of, you know, but as far as work ethic and everything, what would they say? I know what they would say. I know what I would say. <laughs> But um, I think it's important because I think that's your legacy that you're going to leave behind. You're going to leave a legacy of hard work, you know, good person, you know, a friend, you know, somebody who puts other people's needs in front of them. And they're all the kind of things. And when I watch this, and I told Father that uh, when I first read this book, you're one of the first people I thought about. And uh, and I know I'm your biggest fan in your <laughs> fan club, but that's my job. My job as a coach is to love you. you your job as a player is to, is to love us back and love the, the guys on your team. And um, you've earned that right to have that feeling for me and Father and the other coaches. So, uh, so I commend you for that. Um, I commend your parents for that. I know your parents well, and they've had a lot to do with this. Um, on live radio here, or <laughs> tape radio, or whatever we want to call it, a little message to your parents. Uh, Mom, I, Mom and Dad, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done. Appreciate it. And I don't think it gets better than that is the last <laughs> thing from him. And um, 
Now, I know we got some things coming up we're, we're going to be doing and everything. Uh, we just finished our uh, father-son, uh, and we critiqued it, and it was unbelievable. Um, the, the people, the comments coming back have been great and everything, and we're already planning for next year, Father, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as we continue to uh, discuss possibilities for Catholic athletes across the diocese, it's, it certainly is an exciting time because there's a lot of excitement and a lot of movement and a lot of interest. Um, as we continue to expand to more schools, of course, we we're working with uh, Villa Victoria and, and Trinity uh, Hall to uh, bring them on board. And so um, we're hopeful that we'll be in all 12 of the high schools in central Jersey um, before this school year is out. Um, and that that's a tremendous accomplishment in its own right um, to see this expand. And, and I know that we have one school up in Metuchen that's looking at. Uh, right. Jumping on board, um, which is, is another incredible movement in that direction. And, uh, of course, we have some schools in the Philadelphia Archdiocese that are, are getting on board as well with Catholic athletes. And, and as we continue to do this, we recognize that, you know, these opportunities, the father-son retreat that we did, that uh, as Kevin Riley, who played for the Eagles as, as well as the Patriots, said is this could change the church um, just by, by bringing fathers and sons together. But one of the things I just wanted to kind of hit on that kind of struck struck me uh, is one of the things that Steve Agrasano, who was our our retreat MC, um, said was the statistics about who stays in the church. And what was interesting is not to um, to lessen the role or the significance of mothers in handing on the faith because they have a very important influential role. But the statistics that uh, Steve was sharing with us from the different studies that had been done had indicated that the highest percentage uh, likelihood of, of a child continuing in their faith independently after leaving home um, existed only in the circumstances in which the father also handed on the faith um, in conjunction with the mother. And so it can't just be mom. Dad has to be involved. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I'm a big believer we need to get dads back in the church. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're doing this. Um, and I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of great student athletes, uh, Catholic student athletes um, in the Diocese of Trenton. And uh, we've interviewed a few of them already. And I know if you want to hear some past interviews, there's an archive section on the radio station. You can go to the Irish Strength Club at Notre Dame High School. Um, I always post them up there. Um, we're going to get them out to the local schools so they can put them out. Um, the show airs on Tuesday at 3.30, on Saturdays at 9 o'clock. But you get to hear about some great kids and uh, you've got a young one thinking about going making that decision whether you're going to a catholic school or not i'll tell you what listen to a couple of these interviews and i'll tell you you'll you'll figure out why you want to send your 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 student athlete to a catholic school yeah it is it is really comes down to those those virtues that we instill in the everyday routine of the school that makes this difference and the catholic athletes really help solidify that foundation um, for the young men and women who are in those schools and Ryan, we thank you for joining us for this episode. It's great having you on board. Thanks for having me, Father. I really appreciate it. It's a great experience. And Coach, I believe you have a challenge. I for do us. have a challenge. You know, um, with the passage we had today, here's what I want you to do, people: go out every day, once a day, find a friend, find anybody you can, help them out a little bit. Maybe a pat on the back. Maybe you know, hey, they're moving. 
Go help them move. Go do something for somebody else. Because it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about others. And if we remember that, especially during this Lenten season, it will be a better place to live. Until next week, God bless.